I was left with three questions almost immediately upon the conclusion of Kyle Dubas's many moves over the weekend. And they were, in order, one, Jari, really? Two, is that enough as far as the depth goes? And three, where did he get all this money? Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Hope you'll check those out as well. Just a whirlwind. 24 to 36 hours for Dubas in almost completely attacking every single point that he'd mentioned beforehand that he needed to address. Goaltending, left-handed defenseman, top six depth. And of course, in addition to that, because you were going to lose Jason Zucker, you also had to address top six depth. Now, I'm already on the record as loving Riley Smith. I believe he's a better player overall than Zucker is. And I'll add here that I believe that Ryan Graves is a better player right now at this point in his career and for the foreseeable future than Brian Dumoulin. And that's not to kick a two-time Stanley Cup champion and all-around great dude on his way out the door. Made my opinions clear on where Dumoulin's trajectory has been over the past two seasons. Graves, 28 years old, has a lot more offense to him. Got some size. Could use a little bit of uh, solidifying on the back end. Is that the right word? I think he can just become a better defensive player, but I also think he's got that in him. He's not lacking in tools to become that even at his age. So what's left here that we're going to have an opportunity, lots of opportunities actually to discuss as we get closer to uh, the main training camp in mid-September is the depth up front and is, you know, the big one, the goaltending. Tackling the depth up front, I feel like I might be in a bit of a different vibe from a lot of other people who follow this franchise in that I am a big Lars Eller backer, always have been, always liked his game. Now, why would I ever have paid attention to Eller other than the fact that he was competing and in a somewhat prominent role for a division arch rival? Uh, that's another story for another day. Not to keep teasing future shows, but I can't make this one two hours long. Uh, Eller is actually going to be a pretty good story someday. Eller is a guy who, even though he does not put up big numbers and he didn't even in Washington's 2018 run to the cup, he is extremely comfortable in a top six, even a top line setting if needed. And let's not ever take advantage of the fact that both Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin played 82 games last season. That's not one you want to bank on. Okay. You're going to need somebody to slide up there and do that and look like an adult in the process. That's what Eller does. He absolutely unequivocally, you're going to have to take my word for it if you don't know his game, can do that. Again, he's not going to do it and put up 100 points. He might not put up many points at all, but he'll take care of business up there. 
Noel Achari and Matt Nieto are your other guys that get added to the bottom six. And these are better players than the ones that are replacing. But I'm going to throw this in here, too. And I bring this up on the show a lot. And I don't mean to do this to talk down to anybody from the peak of Hockey Mountain or whatever. But the one thing fans never, ever discuss, but always, always gets discussed by hockey people, meaning inside hockey people like the coaches and the players and the executives, is penalty killing. And Mike Sullivan had made it really clear last week in Nashville that one of the main goals for this team heading into the coming season was that they had to get a lot better at PK, not just randomly throw guys out there who they thought might be able to do it. All three of these bottom six type additions can do that and can do it at a high level. That in and of itself can change the feel of this team for the coming season. Please do not be that hockey fan who ignores PK, okay? Don't just look at what you'll get out of the fourth line or whatever. PK is a really, really, really big deal in this sport. So to this point, to everything I've mentioned so far, to all the names that I've thrown out there, I like What's happened? In fact, I kind of like it a lot. Not, you know, necessarily every decimal point of every contract, but the personnel are a good fit and the right fit for what the Pittsburgh Penguins needed at this time. And then there's goaltending. Look, I'm not going to get into my umpteenth screed on Tristan Jari, his lack of performance in big moments his lack of reliability in a lot of moments. But I had been telling you two things here for several weeks now. One is that the head coach believes in him, gets mad at him, but believes in him. And two is that it was going to be so, so, so hard and so costly for such a long time to bring in somebody who was going to have more actual talent. That's where Jari gets you because he will go two out of three games over the course of a season and show you something where you say, hey, this guy isn't just good. He's like one of the better goalies in the league. Sullivan is aware of that. Sullivan likes that. Sullivan has a feeling that when the team bus rolls underneath somebody's arena, that as everybody's getting off of that thing, that he's got a goaltender who can match up with any other that happens to be in that building that night. And he's comfortable with that. Again, we'll have more time to get into more of that in the weeks to come, but I am very much of the mind that Sullivan had a lot to do. And there's actually no way he couldn't have had a lot to do with Jari staying. Alex Nadelkovic, I say this as a fellow Serb, respectfully, lovingly, no. Okay, just no. I understand they weren't going to go into the season with Casey DeSmith as your only other backup. But, yeah, no. So, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about, don't we? That just feels like just running through the the table of contents, you know. When we come back, J1Q... 
This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Family Table, a local company that brings delicious food to busy families. They offer family-style complete meals or a la carte items like lean proteins, perfect for muscle building and weight loss. If you're not local, gift cards are also available for your Pittsburgh-based family and friends. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com. That's FamilyTablePGH.com. And use the code DK40 or DK40 for 40% off and free delivery on your first order. Order by noon today for Thursday delivery. Today's J1Q comes from Brian Morrison, and he says, DK, so, Penguins answer for ensuring one last Stanley Cup opportunity for Crosby and company is to extend an injury-prone goaltender for five years at a cap hit of $5.375 million. Why stand pat on a position that's disappointed so much over the past couple seasons? What am I missing about this player? If his unreliability resurfaces early this season, is Kyle Dubas the type of GM to admit a mistake and make a change? You know, Brian, there are a lot of different ways to attack the different questions that you brought up there all related to the same subject. And I made clear in the opening segment, and I'm not about to back off on it, that this is curious, it's risky, but I'm also going to throw in at least to give you what it is that you're looking for here, because it seems like you're more interested in finding out what it is that they see in him. And I mentioned to you at the end of the last segment how Sullivan feels about him. He feels that Jari is a top-five goaltender in the league talent-wise. There are times when that's supportable. There are times when Jari plays at a level where no matter who he's facing, regardless, and that includes Connor Hellebuck lining up across from Hellebuck in Winnipeg, Jari will outplay him, legitimately outplay him, not just on the scoreboard, but just he'll be a better goaltender. And you'll go, okay, wow, that's really cool. I mean, is there any chance of getting like, you know, 55 of those out of you or something? It doesn't have to be 60. It doesn't have to be 82. But how about 55 of those? Just consistent performances, not all W's, but just a consistent presence. Now, some of this comes down to physical health some of it comes down to you know mentally making sure that he's all there but the more interesting part for me and the one that kind of hit me a little bit related to your question there was the one at the end where you said would dubas stick by this if it's a bad decision and i'm of the opinion that you don't have to and here's what i mean when i say that Look, the coming season from a goaltending standpoint relies 100% on Jari. Nedeljkovic, to me, is an AHL goaltender through and through. Casey DeSmith is a better goaltender than Nedeljkovic is. It's not even an opinion on my part, really. It's supported by some pretty good data. So what you have are two distant backups behind Jari. So the coming season... You can yank him, you can replace him, you can try to push him, motivate him, or whatever, but it's not going to be about another goaltender. 
However, in the longer run, nothing precludes the Penguins from finding themselves another goaltender, another starting goaltender. And I think that part has gotten lost in all of the fuss over the contract that he signed. The contract that Jari put pen to paper on, for the record here, is half, meaning the AAV, the average annual value, of what a truly elite goaltender is getting in the National Hockey League. And if you don't believe me, wait till you see the deal that Hellebuck's about to get. Because it's going to be, and it should be, up there in a range with Andre Vasilevsky, Sergei Bobrovsky, and not many others. He should be a $10 million a year goaltender, Hellebuck. Well, Jari just signed for half of that. So if you have a situation where you get through this season and you say, this guy again, really? Wow. You can go get another goaltender. I'm not going to start getting into salary cap stuff and going through the whole chart or wondering if Gary Bettman will finally let teams raise the cap after all this flat cap period following COVID. But the cap will go up and other players won't be here. And you will still be able to go get another goaltender. And really, Jari will be a tradable commodity. There aren't many goaltenders in the league who can play the way he can, so somebody else would want to take a flyer on him. This popular notion that seems to exist that the Penguins have locked themselves down, handcuffed themselves to a telephone pole regarding Jari for the next five years is nuts. All they did was enough to keep this guy at half the rate of a truly elite goaltender. If he ends up being the top 10 guy or even the top five guy that they think he can be, certainly Sullivan thinks he can be, well, then you got yourself a hell of a steal. If not, go get another one and move this one out. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. There will not be one tomorrow because of the 4th of July. We'll be back again Wednesday. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.